Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, February 21st, 2020, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 294. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined today by Kato and Gita here in Brooklyn. Yo. Yo, what up? And Patrick Klepper coming to us from Chicago or near Chicago, nearish Hello. to Chicago. How you wearing wearing that? That's good. You jacket. are wearing the yeah. You're wearing your your Bears jacket today. So you always look so cool. I ran, uh, ran into uh, I ran into a Bears player at a Jimmy John's. <laughs> Did Yo, <you> the most <laughs> Illinois I was sentence. Say, that is a fucking <laughs> wild where you come Straight from up. sentence. Straight up ran into Robbie Gold, the old kicker for the Bears, uh, good as gold. Uh, I, he was behind me. Is that the dunker? Uh, I was, no, not the, not the dunker. Um, <laughs> the guy who replaced the, the guy, the, he was he left, and then uh, the dunker came in his place. Ah. Uh, no, uh, it, uh, I was just ordering a sandwich, and then I like moved out of the way for the person behind me, and I did like the, huh? Oh, okay, and then huh? And then realized <laughs> uh, we like did like a. We I locked eyes very briefly. Um, and, and he was like, Patrick he, like, Kleppert, games ja- journalist? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> saw my jacket. I think was trying to process whether I was going to be weird or not. Yeah. Like, he yeah. knew that, like, I knew. Like, I'd put it together. Yeah. And then it was like, what is this person going to do? And I noticed he was there with his kid. And I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move out of the way and let you order your sandwich. And I'm not going to say shit to you. Yeah. Because you're here with your kid. And that's what you should do to people who are out with their Family, children. but I will report that Robbie Gold is a rewards member, which I thought was interesting That's for someone that makes really sweet. <laughs> everyone needs everyone needs points. You I guess you I still mean? need to be grounded, right? Yeah. Like even when you're making tens of millions also, of dollars, it's like yeah, you still get that free sandwich, sandwich on the seventh. T- yeah. yeah, yes, absolutely. You want to get excited about that free sandwich? Listen, Patrick, I want to say two things to you. One, I am wearing my Bulls jacket today. There you go. Great. Just saying, it's the vintage '90s logo, so it's not like well, I. That was. Uh, you know, the only time it was worth caring about that team is <laughs> not now. So, gotta live in the we past. Got the Chicago g- sports live in the past. That's basically <laughs> That's our motto. motto. Yeah, God. God. Um, and then two, when I used to work in an art gallery in the West Loop, I saw CM Punk go into this one vegan uh, bakery like all of hmm. the time and yeah, get a sandwich. Okay. Then later, when I worked at food service with. Uh, at the Art Institute of Chicago, one of my coworkers said that he also, he was like a busboy at that restaurant. And he came in, CM Punk came in every day and ordered the same sandwich and was really, really nice to wait stuff. Weird, though. I mean, I feel like, huh. I, I guess if you have a thing that works for you, you get know, that thing. Sometimes vegans, they're like, we find a reasonably priced sandwich. Sure. And it's, and it's like, good. And it's good. Yeah. Consistently yeah, good. Fair. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, speaking of things being consistently good, <laughs> uh, can I get 10 minutes on the clock to talk about politics? Literally just 10 minutes. Can I just 10 minutes? All right. 
go. Politics 10 minutes. I got to just say, Amy Klobuchar <laughs> saying that uh, you'd be able to end online sexism by nominating a woman for president made my soul fly out of my body last <laughs> night. Well, we did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, it's, you know, oh, like, it got worse. It, it, it didn't get, it didn't get, but that ain't it. I'm not worse. saying you should ne- we should not have a woman president. That's not what I'm saying. But the nomination isn't a cure. <laughs> no. We like to have historical precedent. It only happened Sys- four, four years ago. Systemic issues don't get solved like that. That's the whole, that's the thing. Yeah. That's why we call them systemic. Uh, God damn. So yeah, yesterday was the debate. That debate. I've never seen a debate like that. I loved it. <laughs> I want every debate to look like that. It uh, was amazing. Are you calling the only, me dumb? The only reason. God. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, I like feel such a kinship with her. God, she does. The what most, I always that was the most revealing to. line. I've watched so many. I've watched most of the debates on like the Republican and Democratic side over like the last like I don't know 10, 15 years. I've never seen a line more revealing. It's like up there with like Christy getting Rubio to speak like a robot yeah. for about a minute, and then Amy Klobuchar saying, "Are you calling me dumb?" Because Basically, like all debates yes. are, are like other politicians setting up other politicians to look, quote unquote, dumb or like to reveal something about them. But there's always the polite pivot or like you move into your talking point or like it's never just talking like a real person would, which is to get indignant and be like, the fuck, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. people forget a name and I don't even like Amy Klobuchar that much. No. But this I was was like, the- that's a very human response to a very strange a bit of a, a political theater, um, which yes. is not normally how people respond in that moment. This was the most heartbreaking, the worst person you know just made a great point yeah. debate <laughs> yeah. that yeah. you could have yeah. in God. terms of just like people <laughs> so who I like, don't want to be president just just drilling Mike Bloomberg, the Klobuchar, uh, Pete, like back and forth, being uh, the most actual argument I've seen on TV in my life. In terms of yeah. like, they were they were real, they were heated. Like yeah. that People was some like catch me outside mad, mad. energy for real. It was like funny to watch. I've, I've, I've heard that relationship break down in between apartments yes. at two a.m. before. Yes. Yeah. I've been in that relationship <laughs> breaking down in apartments at two a.m. before. Yeah, that was like that's basically a breakup that I had not at two a.m. but in my apartment. Right. Um, Are you trying to say I'm dumb? Is an argument I've had. Like that's yeah. an argument. I've been like, no, that's not what I. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! I fucked up. I fucked up. Let me try to walk it back. Like that's. Uh, more importantly, the reason I think that it was like a good a, a, a good debate is because it was extremely masked off. Like that 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 speaks to the fact that they got into it that deep and like we're talking directly about how like all Pete does is recite talking points. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily have anything underneath that, that that feels like an undergirding ideology, vision, or set of plans or policies that that could be actualized. Um, is that is that like with once you get to that level, and, and this is across the board with everyone there, you can start having the real debate about like what yeah. is this party doing? Yeah. What yeah. the One fuck is this party? I really appreciate about Amy Klobuchar, especially because I don't really agree with anything that she says um, on anything, and we have just very different political beliefs, is that she like clearly actually cares a lot about this country in a way that you can tell Pete Buttigieg does not. <laughs> <laughs> like she you don't get that level of mad. She got so mad. Every single time people to just talk to her or even imply that she might because she's played this game. You think that comes from care about the country and not just like proximity to Pete Buttigieg? Because like we have a degree of we have a filter. We only see (laughs) him through screens. Listen, I've never run for like class president or something. Sure. Mm -hmm. But if I did. I would be a nightmare monster exactly like right. Amy Klobuchar. There's a degree of because like because if like someone came in and they didn't care, right? I would just be 
so angry. There's a degree of like, why are you even up here? You don't even, you're not even part of this. Yeah. Right. Which is also what happened to Bloomberg to some degree. Yeah. Which we knew would happen and did happen. And I, you know, I have plenty of issues with Elizabeth Warren. Like I still, when I, when I talk to my indigenous friends, when I read stuff from indigenous writers, the fact that she still has not actually addressed that in a way that is suitable or, or, or acceptable to those indigenous folks. I'm not saying she hasn't said sorry. Like she's, she's done what she thinks is enough apparently, but that is not enough for the indigenous folks whose work I've read. Um, uh, but when she drills into Mike Bloomberg the way that she did, I'm going to call that a win for yeah. my agenda. I was also, you were also reminded yeah. why early yes. in the cycle she became someone that I was like, well, maybe. 12, that was 12 years ago, Elizabeth th- Warren. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. was right. that yes. was the Elizabeth yes. Warren. That was like bulldog Elizabeth Warren, who I can still see serving a really strong purpose inside of a, a really progressive administration. It's yeah. fucking wild that just before this debate, my uh, wife was telling me about her mom's friends who were like, yeah, I think we're looking at Bloomberg. And I was like, who in their fucking right Dude, mind? They were like, I said this last week. They're like on Joe. They're like on Joe Biden. And the numbers dropped. They're like, uh, maybe Pete. And then they're like, when Bloomberg came in, they jumped off oh, Pete. And I was like, it. what the fuck? Like, but those name people exist. Exactly, is huge, and that's what advertising. And is so, for. like, as much as yeah, again, as much as like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, out, I'm behind Bernie for this specific uh, primary season. The fact that she like kept bringing up all that shit and like it felt like the right person to do it, kind of from like she a, spent years going after Wall Street. I mean, right. obviously after years of being a Republican, in which she made certain decisions, and also after like being the person to say like, "Yes, yes. I'm a capitalist on the stage." Yes, that of course, night. of course, <laughs> like, exactly. Again, there was the a, way a that she questioned him, the wording and the yes. persistence. Yes. It was like uh, the directness. Again, there yes. was no talking it's around it. It was sweet no sweet Jeff and hella, hella <laughs> sweet bro and hella Jeff. I warned you about those stairs, bro. Bro. And he just like keeps <laughs> falling down the stairs in his answers. Oh, those women, um, some of them admitted God. that maybe they just didn't Fuck. like a joke the, the, I told them. The joke bit. Ah. Just audible groans from yeah, the audience. Totally. Uh-huh. Well, and Amazing. that's the thing is if you go back to previous uh previous debates, what you would have seen is someone would have said, Oh, there's electability problems. Like, oh, you know, the, the mayor Bloomberg, though, he has some skeletons in his closet. They wouldn't even say skeletons in the closet. They would just say that he has uh, you know, a troubled record He's when it comes to Exactly. But like, no, mask off. Let's get into it. Yeah. Why are why should you not be on this stage? When Bernie says when Bernie says out loud, like it was wild to me because he was so pissed too. He was so pissed. (laughs) And when he was like, some of your billions, you know, maybe that they the the workers who who made those deserve that. You know what I mean? Like put that back on workers having made that money for Mike Bloomberg. That Mike Bloomberg maybe didn't make it all himself. You know, I'm sure to the people in this room it was like, yeah, obviously. But that like hit people some sort of way. Like you look on Twitter, you look, you talk to people who, who watch that debate. It's like wow! I didn't think someone would just say it. It's like yeah. yeah, this is this is just true. You can just come over here where we believe that is true <laughs> all the time. It's yeah. like a point to be made. Yeah, uh, that that bit was very good. I feel like I I was talking to people before this debate about um, they feel like Bernie's going to need not just Nevada but also South Carolina a decisive win in each. But every time I see this kind, these kinds of debates, these kinds of talks, and I look at the reaction on Twitter and I talk to people, you know, in my bodega or people point out the sticker on my phone or whatever, I just feel like it's an inevitability. I can calm down. I mean, Steyer's out there doing seven-minute attack ads on Bloomberg now. <laughs> we got two billionaires fighting. Let them maybe, fight. Maybe Steyer as Cannibalism a, for the rich. Who, who joined, <laughs> ran for president because he wanted to be friends with Bernie Sanders can, can help calm that because I know the one thing that my boyfriend's can we do that about. 
<laughs> I mean, what, where's that vice money? <laughs> Are they going to give us hundreds wow. of billions of dollars that's to another, fight Bloomberg? That's another pot. We can't talk about that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right. Well, where are we at on time? Are we past? Did you give us more than 10 minutes? No. We've got a, a minute and 50. All right. Any final thoughts on that debate last night? <clears throat> I will be curious to see uh, the, what Kata was alluding to uh, of the sort of like average confused voter who is just disgusted by Trump and doesn't reasonably know what to do and just wants like a sense of normalcy. The people attracted to a Biden, the people who have entertained a Bloomberg. I've had those conversations with my mom and like those people care, but they don't have the time or the energy to like sort through a lot of the ideological implications. And so they look towards like these safer things. It's like, look, like I want it to be good enough. And like, I don't have the time to figure out like the finer details. I'm not in that fight. And I'm just curious how it lands. Cause like the Warren attacks mean less than Bloomberg's lack of a response. Right. right. So it's like yes. Warren can get out there and shake her stick, but you know, someone like my mom or someone's maybe has already settled on how they feel or don't feel about Elizabeth Warren. It's more they're looking towards a Biden or a Bloomberg and like, how do you respond to the attacks? Because it's a cipher for how are they going to respond to Trump? And I, I, you know, nothing about that. Like Trump is going to be a lot uglier than anything that was on that stage because those were articulate ideological attacks as opposed to like he, Trump will use the, bro, the the gross personal stuff that is he is complicit in doing as well, and he'll mm-hmm. throw it right at throw Bloomberg. Right at him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was not, and there was nothing in Bloomberg's response that suggested, look, even if I don't believe with you ideologically, do I think you can throw a punch? And I don't know that anything his smarmy ass face suggested that he was ready to throw a punch. The bit where he says, like, I can't just do my taxes in TurboTax. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, yeah. what did you just read the room millions a little bit? Of people, also, millions of people who are freelancers also can't just do their tax <laughs> in TurboTax and are making, like, scraping together barely yes. $30,000 a year. Also, TurboTax is terrible and is propped up by yes. a lobby that just, we should be able to just have the government do our taxes for us and we report the errors. Yeah. Honestly, they know what we do. Honestly, if any candidate said that, if, if Yang was running on UBI and also the government, <laughs> does our taxes i would have paid him four seconds more attention oh god <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for our politics minute let's talk about video games at least not until the political next politics at things. all zero yeah. politics well during that debate in order to keep my blood pressure down because uh-huh. shit was fucking wild yeah i started playing uh white ocean big jacket oh wow that's the opposite vibe <laughs> yeah absolutely i had two screens of one was white ocean big jacket the other one was the debate i turned the debate down at like in the middle so i could just kind of hear a low rumbling and not really pay attention to <laughs> that it. was like the sound of the debate on the on the wind <laughs> yeah. coming to you at the beach that you were hanging out yep. at tell me uh, about white ocean big jacket that game is really great um Patrick wrote a review for it. When did that come? What is time? When did that go out? I was, I, I hit schedule for a, for it to publish last Wednesday, and then immediately had influenza B and disappeared for the rest Ooh, of the week. Rough. That's but I think okay. I mentioned okay, it, it on a week. podcast like two weeks ago, and then we ran out of time to like shout it out. Yeah. Um. So it's um, it's kind of a, I mean. It's like in between a walking sim and a visual novel, really, because of like what you're doing the most of, um, which is kind of going you through read. dialogue. Yeah, you read. You read, you read a lot, um, which is good. I, I I argued in my piece that it's I think it's part of like uh, some of these games that are taking a lot of the elements of. Uh, a very text heavy, like a lot of elements of visual novels, but presenting them in a different context. Because yeah. I think you could, White Ocean Big Jacket could just be 
a, a static avatar with some dialogue that you're just kind of clicking through. Right. Um, but it's presented in a world where you have some 3D avatars that you're like walking from one side of a campsite to the other and just hitting A. Like you're not mechanically doing much. It's just presenting the the text in a uh, more stylistic way that I think allows you to t- potentially a wider audience to get engaged in a story that it might not otherwise because maybe they prejudge what a visual novel right. would be about by its presentation alone. Totally. And I think um, the art does help a lot too. It's uh, very a very cool looking almost like – if you snap it, you'd think it's 2D, but it's also 3D huh. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I think the kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for the the way that the they uh, situate and decide when to stop the dialogue because the, the way it happens is like you're in the world and whatever or whatever, and you like go you like look at a character and you hit the button um, and you go into a dialogue screen, which is just you can change it to different colors, but it's just black with like their face and then the text under them. Um, so you're not seeing any sort of body language or anything happening during these scenes, but then at some point it stops and it goes back. And a lot of times they will have changed positions from when you started the conversation. It's got this kind of very interesting, almost like comic panels or like a visual like, novel, frankly, right. like when, when, when the image shifts in a visual novel it, it to like kind of denote, you know, different moods happening, but it happens kind of divorced, more divorced from the dialogue, but in like a, in a way that felt very, um, it was more about like, okay, here's a gap. And now they're kind of sitting with what happened in that earlier right, thing. Right. Right. Um, which at first is just kind of like a interesting, um, interesting kind of structure to it and then later on it becomes much more as like some of these conversations get a little bit more um serious uh like really kind of hits home to like a lot of the emotions going on um to like set it up the 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 story is that you're there's these four people two uh couples right um two older um, one's oh. trying to figure out if they're a couple, <laughs> right? Well, no, they they say they're dating like straight up, don't they? Like, yeah, yeah. but like they're it's but they're like, right. They're it's thirteen. Like when you say you're in middle school right. and you're dating, yeah. and it's like, right. what the fuck does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> they are the two uh, uh, more more than Ben are thirteen year olds that are dating, and they're on a trip with Mord's uncle and aunt, right? Uh, I forget their names. The cool aunt and uncle. Yeah. The, the yeah. Um, who are in like their thirties, I think. And so it goes through the story of this camping trip and, um, it, it does this really great. It has this, like the vibe of like when you're away from a regular sort of, uh, everyday routine and then it gives people the space to explore things that they've been kind of bubbling, you know, Mm -hmm. it has that exact vibe of like. You know, at first it's like everything's fun. We're just kind of like enjoying our time here. And then people start to like, you know, as they're more comfortable with just being out here, talk to each other in a more serious About way the than stuff you would that, have. that has been on their minds right. all that time. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, is there, I'm just curious, are there, are there choices to make here? Or is this like a, a, like nope. you're delivering? Okay, cool. Um, I feel like there's a few, but I'm not actually sure if they make any difference. Only insofar as like you can choose certain orders to do things in. And I, yeah, I don't think I don't it actually that it, manifestly impacts the the 
the story. The story is the yeah. story. It's like a you know it's it's you know it's a it's a, it's a story about like sort of like the little moments in a life that like add up that you might not look back like in the moment you don't realize it was a big deal. Then you look back and go, oh wow, like you know all these little things that add up to sort of like create the person that you are. And you know even though you have these sort of like mid thirties uh, uh, childless uh, adults, um, and that's sort of like an important part of right. their relationship and like how they've chosen to sort of like live out their um, their partnership and into their thirties. And then these two kids, um, although they seem like they're in different places in life, the, the story does a really good job of sort of intersecting them in a way that's like, well, you know, how they think about things and how they've arrived at things is maybe not so different, even if one has quote unquote more life experience than, than the other. Totally. Um, the developer behind this, uh, made a couple of games that I really like and, and should shout out just because, I don't know if people know their past stuff at all. They put out a game a few years ago that I actually wrote about for Giant Bomb uh, called A Good Gardener, um, which is fantastic. It's short. It's two bucks on itch uh, on itch.io. Uh, people should check that out for sure. And then packing up the rest of packing up the rest of your stuff on the last day of your old apartment uh, is free uh. and is extremely <laughs> good. Uh, and is the the pitch for that is it's hot it's a hot hot August thirty first in Chicago you've got both fans uh, going on you the bare mattress feels so cool on your back a train rumbles by at least you won't have to do this again for another year and it will be fall soon the playlist on your on your OG player repeats I don't know anybody who has an OG player and an MP three player but shout outs to ex- this that's, character yeah. that's like lo- like lossless like yes, format yeah, right yeah, yeah. yes exactly <laughs> on Brad Shoemaker's OG on- player <laughs> exactly um. Uh, both of those games are really good, and uh, I need to I need to make the time for for Wide Ocean. Well, what's the dev's name again? Uh, the name of the studio Turn is Turnfollow. Turn follow. Yeah, I'm not sure what the name of the person is um, because I'm a bad person. That's probably not true. So you're much. not right. a bad person. Well, sometimes you're forgetful, and sometimes that's okay. I'm forgetful, and I'm okay. Yeah, and that's okay. You're right. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Why does your big jacket is also only nine, like ninety ish minutes? It's yeah, a, it's a it's a nice. Uh, I played it on a plane start to finish, and uh, I, I almost would recommend finishing it in one go as opposed to, like, picking yeah. away at it. I think, it, like, it, it works really well as, like, a like an episode in uh, – it f- really feels like you've just dropped into an episode of the, the lives of these people as opposed to, like, it feeling like some grand story. Like, if they turned around tomorrow and said, actually, here's another 90 minutes with these people, like, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Um, and, in fact, would love to see, like, more of what these folks are up to, but – um, yeah, it's a really nice, uh, short experience that's, uh, it's, uh, it's touching and delightful. Carter Lodwick and Ian Ensley. Cool. Our turn follow. Also wanted to give a quick shout out to the dialogue and the use of capitalization, which I thought was very good and funny. There's a lot of that. I've capitalized every word in this sentence for emphasis mm-hmm. stuff that I think, um, I don't know. It's like it's like written stuff that you don't like. These characters are supposed to be speaking, but you can still kind of get intonation out of that. That I don't know. I feel like a lot of places, a, a lot of stuff that's dialogue heavy doesn't really play with a lot. What this did, yeah. If, if it's very much in the vein of a you know Night in the Woods and, and other games that feel uh, written as though these people have existed online, right? Um, right. Without without feeling like it's. Like in in a bad way, it just feels like people are understand the, the additional stylization right. that we kind of use. It's like to a, a communicate. online style guide versus meme references, like the two different yeah. types yeah. of yeah. being yeah. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God. It's, also, it's a it's a it's a game that really loves to use big ass text. Like 
like in control, you know, yeah. when you show up to a spot. And it's just like, yo, Boom. big text, here's where you are. Like, why does your big jacket does that except for like wide calming ocean. beach yeah. or, <laughs> or like um, teens? <laughs> mean teens. Oh, man. Wide Did you talk to the mean teens yes. the second time? Because I didn't talk to the mean teens the second uh, time. I stay away from I mean teens in general. I don't think so. They were on the beach at they night. They seem mean. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see them the second time. No, I, I, I saw them. them. And then did something them. else, and they and they, they disappeared. disappeared. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. interesting. <laughs> if you, I, I think if you talk to them four times, then you right. end up getting an extra interlude at the end <laughs> with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. True. Yeah. Why well, uh, should bring big jacket remind? <laughs> yeah, remind. Yeah, God. Ugh, we can't. You saw. Uh, there was a moment like two nights ago when they announced that. Kingdom Hearts 3 was came to Game Pass. I was like, oh, I could play it now. Like, no, no, no. Stop it. No, you can't. You're not going to do that. Why do no, I? No, you shouldn't. That thought came in my mind. I was like, oh, I pay for Game Pass. I could get it. Yeah. No, no. You should do it. Bad. No, I you shouldn't. Should, that game, do I don't want to play that game. <laughs> there's a code There's a code sitting play in our Kingdom codes box if you want to play no, all the, uh, the Kingdom Hearts games to. on Xbox. I'm yeah. good. I'm all right. Every single Congrats one. Congrats to, to, to that man. <laughs> I don't know him. God. Anyway. Congrats to that man. Um. Anyone else playing anything? They want to. They want to shout out. What are video games? What are video? Uh, I started playing the new game by the studio that did Mutineer Zero. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, which is uh, for people who don't remember, like about I guess a year ago is when everyone played Mutineer Zero because they didn't play it when it first came out, which is like December. <laughs> It was like December 2017. I did. Yeah, you played I mean, it. I, think I played the a little only bit person who did it. And then yeah. was just like, yo, everyone needs to play this. Yeah, so I guess it came out December 2018. And then everyone played uh -huh. it in January and February 2019. And now that studio, uh, the developer, the Bearded Ladies, uh, has made a game that is that game again, uh, but not that game again, called Corruption yeah. 2029. Um, it is on the Epic Store. It's like 20 bucks, I want to say. Is that right, Kato? That sounds right. Um, can you look that up for me? It should also be clear right that like it was it was just it was announced in a trailer and was like, yo, you play it tomorrow. It's out. I was like, it, Wait, what? The yeah, twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine yeah. on the Epic Store. Um it is so for people who don't remember Mutineer Zero, this is the same type of thing, uh, which is a tactic tactical RPG or like a tactics game where you're controlling a very tight group of people, three characters. Um, there's like a real time component where you're like moving. I'm playing with with a with a controller. It's really really playable with a controller mm. in a way that's fantastic. I I wish it was on Switch, even though I'm not. Even though I don't necessarily <laughs> know that I want to finish it, it feels like such a great Switch game. Um, but you, you you control with a with a with a controller. You kind of move your your group around with a left stick, and like your kind of three units move together all at once. There's a button to like drop them into stealth so that they'll be a little quieter. There's like a, uh, kind of like an AOE around every unit and every enemy unit that's on a map that can like show you that shows like what they can hear or see. Um, and so you're yeah, because you can take you can take them out before exactly. actually initiate. Like you can do mini fights before you actually get, get into, into engage, real like combat. Big, yes. Yeah. Um, and so you, it's a lot of just like Mutant Year Zero was, it's a lot of like finding the people you can draw away from the crowd using a distraction or who are by themselves using your one person with a silenced weapon at the beginning of the game to like knock them out so that when you do get into the bigger fight, um, and I will say it feels like, it does feel like in this game getting into the big fight is more of a necessity than in Mutant Year Zero. I felt like in Mutant Year Zero, most of the fights for the first half of that game, you could really whittle down to like one last person. Whereas here, oh, you you could you could do some you could really play with like the. 
if you like kind of sh- you could like finagle it where you you were definitely taking out folks that like maybe you p- were probably supposed to be in that main fight like it was, like you'd yes. walk into a combat uh, arena and it was clear the game had like a certain path that like you would walk around that you could snipe off one two maybe three people if you had like a, like if you had like skilled uh, up someone that was like meant to be like I had a character that was like yo your main thing to do is like before an actual fight is to like focus on taking out these guys to make the the main fight itself uh, a little bit easier and there were times where like you know I'd quick quick save quick load and like oh if I could just get them just you know I'd attack which would set off everyone else but I was like oh if I if I just like waited a half second longer and like boop now I fire it and yeah. it didn't distract anybody um which is fine like i enjoy i thoroughly enjoyed pushing the system as far as i like because you don't usually get to play that that angle in games like in games like xcom it's just like hey jump in do your thing the fights you know the fights the fight once you've fired the first shot i really liked that even if i was kind of like exploiting the game a little bit i enjoyed that part of it uh so much i'm honestly enjoying that part a lot and like yeah really i feel like i can get uh, technically in XCOM, you can kind of surround enemies or like really set up things if you're really careful, but most of the time you're going to run into a secondary pod. I feel like this, given the fact that you can walk around and see all the kind of like engagement areas, yeah. lets you kind of set up that ambush a lot in a much more satisfying way than I ever felt XCOM 2 ever did. Um, so I'm like really enjoying that part of like, you know, going around picking off like the pods individually or like just like you were saying before, sing- single people. Um, right, because that's the other thing is you can totally get into a fight on one side of a map. So like, the, the game is divided up into maps, Yeah, I should say. And they're set maps. Like, and they're also all connected. They are connected, which is which speaks to the heritage of this thing being yeah. you know, the, the kind of lineage of it being a, a, a semi-sequel or a pseudo-successor or whatever, a spiritual successor to Mutant Year Zero. Because Mutant Year Zero was very much like you're going out into the world on these like explorations, on these like um, – like, it, it's like Stalker, right? Like you're going out into the zone mm-hmm. to try to find stuff and bring it back. And so in that game, it made lots of sense to be like, oh, wow, we have to go pretty far to go find this crashed airplane to try to rescue this person. Right. Here, it's way more just like drop into these maps, but sometimes you'll get a mission that says do something in Also, in the characters a, are really important. B. That like, is the other big lore, difference. Lore, story, the, the, ca- the characters of yeah. Zero. Like I was often picking characters not because they made the most sense mechanically or gave me the best advantage because like, I just want, I just want this, I just want this, Personal role in my crew. I like, want this, this duck is what, to this hang out feels with me. Right. right. Um, <laughs> I really caught. Um, I, so I got to put a funny hat on him. And to go like, back. right. Yes. Yeah. It's if you like God, this no hat in this game. I feel like you're just getting like the like a flawed, compromised version <laughs> of like the much better game. There are there are things about this that zero. I think are improvements or that are. So huh. I should say, setting wise, this is a game that's like. 20 corruption 2029 it's the near future yeah. and the, the america has been so polarized that it finally split in two there's the united nation you know united nation of united american people the uap right, the uap and then what's the other one the national the national american something confederacy Confe- Con- no it's not the confederacy com- but it is it is committee <laughs> it, fe- it definitely feels like it's broken down on ideological lines yes uh and i'm sure there's going to be a big third act twist that is like they're both bad, actually. They're uh, setting it up. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> like, like you were playing a commander who controls people's bodies like they're drones. Yeah, that is the premise of the Ow. game. Is that like <laughs> soldiers for the UAP have reduced 
sol- or sorry, like the, the military has reduced soldiers to units that you can just mind control. So like whatever, you're playing someone back in a drone HQ, yeah. you're safe. Um, uh, and uh, it is just like it is like gritty future Call of Duty like aesthetic, right? It is like weird robot heads and cloaks and yeah. everything is grimy and um and so that part is like very a much, normie vision of the future. Yeah, like very much like like a um like a USA original Ah, ah okay. Yeah. Game, or, I'm getting the You know what now. I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. colony. Yeah. They had yeah. a budget. It's, like, it's yes. like if XCOM but everyone was playing those officers at the at the beginning of XCOM all the way through. All the way through. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, like but, you know, it's not a cartoonish looking game. It, right, it's right. going, and there's some beautiful lighting. I want to like there. Is, it has a look. It's going for the thing it's going for, yeah. and there are moments where it does look really pretty. There's very much like you're stomping through Americana, old uh, motels that have neon signs, and the motel has been bombed through. Like there is some stuff there that works. Yeah. Um. That's that just doesn't go as far or as flavorful as Mutineer Zero did. But the stuff that is new uh, is all pretty cool. Um, I think that the they've really freed up the way the augment system works. In Mutineer Zero, you have to make some pretty permanent choices around skill tree stuff and around abilities and, like, do you want A or B? Mm. In this, you unlock those abilities and you can swap them between characters between missions. So, like, like the thing, like, the the, the augmented jump, that would yes. be something that you would That's unlock a on a skill tree? That's a specific skill tree option or okay. mutation in Mutineer Zero. Gotcha. Where you're like, oh, this this guy has wings now or whatever. Right. In this, instead, it's just an, ob- it's an item that you equip to somebody for right. the length of a mission. Uh, which is like that as well, much. It, the thing that ends up being cool is you end up unlocking new stuff as you go, and you uh, realize like, oh wow, I can build this whole other type of character right. because now I have this thing sure, from three hours sure. later. I'm with you that it's not as it's not as flavorful as my duck grew cool back wings. Yeah, you have more customization. I under, I yes. fully yes. get that. Looks so like you can scope out like, oh, for this fight, I yes. you can line up the you know. Your materia slots. But you want the um, boar man like. to be able to get, like, whatever, armor as he charges. And not just, yeah. I slotted the armor uh, right. implant for this yeah. mission. because it feels intrinsic to the character. Like, the skills that they, you often, uh, the skill trees that apply to the characters often felt organically, I mean, weird in many cases. But, like, organic to the characters themselves as opposed to just every character can yes. get whatever and it's just what where you decide to go down that skill tree it felt like very much it was born out of the type of character they were in the world whereas just these yeah, are give it characters a, give a lot of flavor yeah, flavor say, is what defined mutant year 0 yeah right yeah. i was going to say that this the there's like the characters are not they're very like just your standard uh these are your pawns you're not they're not they're not even to the like slightly higher of uh uh xcom like you can edit you can them. Name and them and, yeah, no, like you can still name them, but that's it. That's I didn't, all know, you, you I didn't do. even know you could name yeah, them. Yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, the 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 abilities here are really cool. I think like a lot of them are just mutant year zero things, but turned up a lot in terms of presentation. That mm. augmented jump is rad. You can jump yeah. really far, yeah. and you do a very good it crunchy land. Saved my ass a few times. You can land into, you can land into people, and it yep. knocks them back, which which will pull them out of cover, which is really fun. My, be- um, my favorite moment so far has been jumping through a roof onto the same roof. Nice. Uh, hitting someone and knocking them off the roof to kill them from the fall damage. Oh, that's perfect. Which was just... That's mwah. very good. Yeah. Um, did you unlock the sniper rifle yet? The actual, like... I just did last night. I haven't really used good. it yet, though. Uh, it can shoot through walls. Fuck. So you get... Yeah, like, that's a dope moment and it does, like, a good XCOM-style slow motion thing. Uh, so if you have someone... Sniper rifle was so, like, in Mutant Year Zero. Yeah. Like, if you just... Inv- I eventually just invested in two 
sniper characters and it just i i mean i still enjoyed like the last like four or five hours of the game but it was it basically was a cakewalk oh, just yeah. like <laughs> ding 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 uh yeah so it still give it still gives you that that it's nice you know it's yeah. a nice thing uh, the thing that's weird to me is just like or it's not weird it's just what why is this game out what what because they're yeah. making a sequel to mutant year zero eden's road or whatever that game was called right uh road to eden yeah um uh, this when you when I watched like a dev video of them showing the game off a few days before I started playing it, and they were very clear, like they're like, oh yeah, we're trying some new things after Mutant. Uh, you know, we're you know here's like an, uh, an evolution of this ability. Here's da 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 da. It's like it's not like they're pretending that this isn't spiritually in the same yeah. space of what they're doing. It's just well, like kind of interesting. You brought up something. I wonder if it's just them saying. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say you. Uh, I forget who exactly brought this up, but in the Discord said that they didn't necessarily have the IP for the second game immediately after? I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't right. know what the situation is. Mutant Mutant is the name of a Swedish tabletop role-playing game. Mutant Year Zero was the most recent version of it that was published a few years ago. It's been in publication in some, in some variation for 40 years. Damn. Since the mid-80s. Uh, so 30 years. 30, 34 years now, I want to say. Um, so it's or 35 years now. So it's like, it's been around. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and the... I guess it's possible that they like, didn't immediately get that deal and spun this up, right? Because it's like, they were like, well, "This we is the do thing something. we'll do in the meantime." Yeah, like, if we never get the sequel, and then they got the sequel, and we're like, I "Well, I, let's I, I take, this I up. take this more <laughs> as like an ex- an experiment. That's like, hey, we did a couple of things, see how people respond, yeah, right? and then that just feeds into whatever you know they, you know, that game is, you know, that sequel would be. They did a big DLC that I didn't get a chance to play, right, for uh, Mutant Year Zero, but they were working on that game up until you know, like the middle of last year. Or so and it's any an sequel epic is release, pretty early on, which I hadn't thought about. I, mean, I bet that that release was subsidized in some way, right? Where like, right. yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Let's let's keep the money coming in. Yeah. We'll experiment a little bit. We'll pop this on Epic exclusively exclusively for a little bit, and then and then we'll see what's what. You know. So yeah, I I it's. It's there. It's 20 bucks. It's cool. Um, again, I feel like it would be really good on Switch. Did Mutant Year Zero ever come out on Switch? Did it? It did. did it, that's oh, a great, that damn. feels like a good place. Excuse yeah. me. A good no, it's on, it definitely it's on, did. And yeah, it would be, it would be perfect Pass, for that. Right? There's also, yes. uh, r- r- I saw some rumors that, uh, well, like, not rumors, but like, uh, you know, uh, ratings listings that XCOM, you know, it sounds like that's going to come to, to Switch, Switch mm. uh, which would be Cool. I, n- I never played that, that expansion. Cool. You know the. You the, should play the, that expansion. The expansion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I miss Tactical Tuesdays. Yeah. It is what it is. But I miss Tactical. That's the Tuesdays. big thing right now. Is like I haven't played an XCOM in a minute, so this is really hitting scratching that, that itch. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, anyone play anything else, or should we go to break? Any other shout outs? Uh, one last thing I want to shout out yeah. is uh, I um, when I was sick, uh, I was too sick to actually do much of anything, and then I started to recover. I was trying to figure out something to play, and I had realized I'd never touched any of the Shovel Knight uh, expansion work that had been done after that original base game came out a number of years back, which I liked quite a bit. Um, and I guess in my mind, I just thought that these were just, you know, like, oh, it's just another character you can play, and you just kind of run through the levels, uh, not quite realizing that actually the reason that team has not gone on to make another game is because... They already did go on to make other games. They just called them Shovel Knight expansions. Right. Um, in which every single one of the, like Sho- uh, Plague Knight, the first one, is runs through a bunch of similar stages that were in the original Shovel Knight. But the other um, two expansions are just brand new, full-fledged, eight to ten hour games. And I just had no idea 
like this sheer scope and ambition of what they had promised fans, which like, let's be clear, like that was free to like most people that like, you know, backed the Kickstarter and, huh. and things like that, that Shovel Knight originally came out of. So they've, for a lot of people, just been making full on free game content add-ons for like four years. It's just, wow. I had no idea how much time they were truly putting into these. And so I played Plague Knight, which I liked well enough. Like the big difference there is that you're you're playing this alchemist and instead of bouncing around from object to object where you're you're sort of like balancing the the physics of the the character as you're moving around the space. Um this one's way more about like all these different uh potions that do different things. Like maybe uh uh it creates a blast, maybe it creates sparks of electricity, maybe you can change the you can change the fuse to be immediate a couple seconds later to be a timed one. You can uh you just have like a dozens of different combinations of attacks that you can use to do all sorts of different things when you're uh, uh, running around. And it's just, yeah, it's just really impressive. If somehow you, like me, just got it stuck in your head that it was just a couple of extra characters, uh, I'd recommend going back and taking another look at the collection, the treasure something something that they put out um, not that long ago, uh, sometime last year, I think, is, uh, yeah, it's really it's really good and it's well, well worth a look. Nice. Cool. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will finally dig in to that Animal Crossing Direct. <sighs> That that I think has some people buzzing. It sounds like a buzz. It sounds like a like a <laughs> excitement is in the air. We're gonna feel very posy. Also, second. Patrick's leaving because Patrick yeah. hates Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. That's I I have just I have learned I have come to accept <laughs> that it is not a series for me. I'm good with doing the dishes in my house. I don't need to do them in a video game. So you don't do I don't understand. Yeah, really. it's not even you a gotta thing. Decorate so a little little you house. gotta decorate a little house. And you gotta be friends with catch I got a house. Animals. I'm good. I barely put up the posters up there. Yeah. That wasn't a that wasn't a humble brag on a house. That was <laughs> I don't Jeez. put up the posters in my house. <laughs> Mr. Um, Patrick, I have a house. Clapping. Wow. Okay, right, too good for Animal Crossing. I can't do my taxes in <laughs> TurboTax. <laughs> I can't actually. They're not. Yeah, they're a mess. I get it. I get I it. I choose not to, but I but I but I could. God. All right, let's take a break. We'll come right back. Patrick, thank you for joining us. People can find Patrick at Patrick Klepek on Twitter. Uh, do you want to shout anything out on the site before you go? Anything you want to point, point people to read? That's uh, man. Well, who let Rob write about big piece about dark forces? <laughs> this is long. <laughs> When I get sick and then 25 Zander Star Wars long. Dark Force is a forgotten gem. I'm not sure it was forgotten, Rob, but okay. Let's, wow. That's, that's He's my He's not that's, even that's here that's to defend, defend himself. himself. That game was cool. Patrick's been so I spicy this Forces. whole pod. I, I love it. I do love it. I like spicy Patrick. Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight's better, but Dark Force well, Dark Forces is, is good. Is yeah, good. agreed. Good. Yeah. All right, go read that. Okay. Right. That sounds yeah, good. Go read that, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Lord. <laughs> Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
All right, we're back. We're back, and there's a camera looking at us, and I'm turning it off. There you go. Yeah. Thank good. you, Kato. Good, good, yeah. good, good, good. Uh, Bye. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. New Horizons? I'm freaking Horizons. out. Horizons. I'm me, freaking out. To, I, so I, I watched this on a phone, so I didn't get the full feeling. So tell me. T- okay. There was a direct today. There was. Well, okay, before we get into the direct, can I tell you the thing that happened? Yes. Yeah. Which was I woke up early for the direct unintentionally. Like, my brain was just like, this time to watch the direct. <laughs> And I was like, no, don't do that. I'm. I need more sleep before we have to do a pot. I have to do a podcast. The I little need a full microchip night. you got. In yeah, your brain. the microchip in my brain was like, go back direct. to bed. Actually, sorry, I I wanted to let you have the option. I was like, I'm going back to bed. Uh, this is like early, early. This is like I, not early, early for life, but for me on a day when I have to be here until eleven, it was early. And then I had that thing where you ever fall asleep, but you're kind of like half awake, and you have a dream, but the dream feels like it's reality. Yes. And I was dream. I looked at my phone at one point, saw that you were like very excited because I saw the Discord thing, and then my dream brain filled in fake messages from Kata. <laughs> what? That were like. I, so it was one of those things where I only had three messages and my brain had to – even my – my brain only gave me – dream brain gave me – real brain gave me one real message from, from Gita. Yes. That was like very excited. I forget the exact message. but yeah, it was, I was just, it was, I was just, just trying pumped. to express my excitement. Absolutely. Uh, then dream brain – there's three brains here. Real brain, real message. Animal Crossing looks good. Yeah. Dream brain gave me two more messages. What? Uh, the first one was, I can't believe they picked Piccolo. <laughs> and the next one was, and Vegeta is a me fighter. And so third brain, which is real brain again, but it's real brain trying to understand the dream brain messages and like in, you know, kind of interpolate them into a reality. It was like, I guess they oh did God. an Animal Crossing direct. And at the end, there was a smash update. <laughs> And they announced Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z as a playable character. There was a and Dragon then, Ball Z, Z, Fighter Z update this morning. Okay, well, that wasn't it. Maybe my, maybe my <laughs> chip. Must yeah, my chip is not functioning. Yeah. But I dreamt Piccolo was added to Smash. They put Piccolo in oh Smash. Oh, my fucking God. They finally put a black character in Smash. <laughs> uh, they, they Wait, uh, Ganondorf's in there. Yeah, Ganondorf is there. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> apologies to, to Ganondorf. And... I, and is there anybody else? No. No. I think That's it's it. just Ganondorf. Damn. Damn. We're fucking trying out here. I want to claim Meta Knight, but I can't really. Mm, yeah. It's like, he doesn't speak enough. I need, I need to, I need I to catch I know some rides. dudes like that. Right? I know, know. Some, I know some dudes like Meta Knight. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, and then I dreamt that like, oh, Vegeta was a me fighter. Goku was a me fighter. They didn't get the full treatment. Right. Only Piccolo did. I, I, I would have known love it was a dream. that if that oh, was real. People would lose it. Uh, yeah. I would love watching like, not people lose Goku? their not, not, Goku. not Goku. Not Goku. <laughs> not Goku. <laughs> you know what? Goku might be too strong <laughs> for Smash, honestly. I know there's goddesses in Smash and shit. Oh, my God. But anyway. Anyway. The real direct was just about Animal Crossing. It was just about Animal yeah. Crossing. No Piccolo? I was going to make no sure. Piccolo. I was looking at phone. <laughs> no Dragon Ball Z, no Doom Guy. Just Damn. straight pleasantness and calm injected directly Wait, into my base. Pleasantness is straight? Is that, uh, mm. No, it's also some homoerotic. Okay, you know, okay. Some yeah. queer. We're queering being pleasant right now. <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, queering the pleasant. We're going to queer this desert island. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, so New Animal Crossing. New Horizons. New Horizons. This one takes place on a deserted island. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's out in March. So we knew some of the stuff already. Yeah. But... So some of the stuff, uh, some big highlights for me, though, is one, the new, there's going to be new fossils and new bugs, and therefore there's a new design for the museum, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. There's like a fountain. Blathers must be so happy. Um, <laughs> there's also the, this is like, I've been thinking about this for a long time because have you ever had this experience in Animal Crossing where uh, you would really like for your the bridge in your town to just not oh my God. fucking be where it is? Mm-hmm. And I loved in New Leaf how you could change the location or build a second bridge. Sure. This one, the shovel can just create more land. Yeah. Damn. And that makes me feel we huh. Minecraft now. Nuts. So that is that <laughs> that to me felt like the big yeah. through line for this whole. You direct. can adjust the terrain. Uh, you can not only create new land, you can like dig through like cliffs and stuff and like make another path down to the beach. Mm. I remember having this one really annoying town where the bridge across the river was on the far left-hand side and then the ramp down to the beach was on the far right-hand side. I did that opposite in the <laughs> studio because I don't know the difference between right and left. But, I gotta do this. Yeah, stage, stage right and I'm stage left. I was doing stage yeah, right and stage course. left, so you guys understand when we do the play version of my Animal Crossing town. Um, <laughs> And I just remember thinking this would be so much easier if there was just a way to get down the stair, like to the beach yeah. on the opposite right, side. Right. Now is no problem. You yeah. can make your own ramp now. Yeah. And it's also, when I say there's a, it kind of feels like a through line, it's also you place houses for all of, yeah. tents and houses for all the NPCs. Yeah. You, um, or the one who like invites new people to town. Yep. There's a lot more focused on like you being in charge in yeah. not not even diegetically, but also diegetically. Like but you, just like when you get to town, the first furniture you'll be building or to the island is furniture you make. You make that furniture, you yeah. customize it, you design yeah. it. Um, and the only reason to buy furniture, there will be furniture that you can't craft. But most furniture, it seemed like, or a lot of furniture, it seemed like there's was a lot of craftable. DIY stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of DIY stuff. There's, I mean, it fits with the level of character customization that we're finally seeing. That we're finally getting right. Even yeah. that is in line with this, right? Like this yeah. feels like, and and I'm actually, I'm actually a little torn on on not on the character customization. Yeah, that shit rules. Did uh, you see that guy's face? Yeah, I saw that guy's face. <laughs> Yo, that it's was so tight. good. I'm very excited <laughs> Who about is it. His barber? I felt so good seeing that. That made my heart. It's so just good that like grow. Japanese development companies, Nintendo especially, have do understand <laughs> black hairstyles when they're a fade. Right. That's it. <laughs> every fade in every like Japanese RPG is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. They just need to add AirPods and, <laughs> and wave caps, and we good. Um, the the thing for me is so I'm excited about this game. I'm gonna love this game. I know I am. I'm gonna have a good time. This is just like this is just like one of those things where I know I'm in my feelings on some weird Austin Walker shit. Okay. Mm. The thing I like about Animal Crossing. One of the things I like about Animal Crossing is coming to a new place that doesn't really give a fuck about me, and then I have to find my own like niche there I have to develop relationships and all this is still going to be there I know this is true but I like the I like the feeling of being like why the fuck did they put the bridge there I, I'm going to yeah. move that bridge <laughs> yeah. well, oh I wish I could just get over here and I think that they're I, I understand all of the quality of life reasons why they want to give us those tools to fix those things yeah Um. but I, I kind of the fantasy for me has always been the new kid on the block who shows up yeah who 
doesn't have connections yet. Mm -hmm. There's already people here in the community here. I'm trying to figure out where my place is in it. There's already when I go to the when I go to the annual fishing tournament, mm -hmm. I'm in my mind it's the you know 37th annual yeah. fishing tournament. Right. It's not the first annual You're fishing tournament. <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah. Um, and I think you can do like the deep read here. This, like this game that is like we're going to an island and slowly <laughs> building it into a into a town. You can do like the deep colonialism read on it, but I don't. It, that is not even my no, my the, gut the response fantasy. is just the fantasy for me is a little different. The fantasy of Animal Crossing, and I think that the developers of Animal Crossing talked about this when they initially released the GameCube game, um, is that you are going to a, a secluded forest town. It's someone that already exists, where the pace of life is just different from it is in the city. Right, yes. And that is a vibe that I don't feel like we'll get until you have a reasonable amount of other people joining you on the island. And that it still seems like, I will say like that it was the structure of this direct was the first yeah. 20, 18 minutes, 15 minutes was like, um, hey, you're basically on a deserted island and you got to figure out how to deal with shit. We have some resources for you. It does We're going to teach you how to like... build stuff, et cetera. But eventually people are going to show up and then yeah. shops are going to show up. And yeah. then you will have the classic up. Animal Crossing experience first, but you get some time to figure out how you want the island to be, which as a person who likes skate, like I really, I went back and played a whole bunch of Minecraft yeah. this year. Playing that game after not having played it since 2012 is incredible. They've added so much stuff, so much stuff that puts the experience just directly in your control mm -hmm. and so many more new things to discover. This feels like, an Animal Crossing that is reacting to a post-Minecraft world, but also just mm -hmm. a post, like, the prevalence of games where you do have to craft things and build things from scratch. It feels like it's trying 100%. to fit into that sphere. Not replace them, but complement them. And so Animal Crossing fan or people who are not familiar with Animal Crossing, that this isn't all too dissimilar from your Dragon Quest builders you right, know, or right. from your Minecrafts or even from some aspects of Fortnite. Right. You know, where you uh, it is up to you to make things to be in the way that you want them to be. And, you know, if you want a sniper tower in, in Fortnite. There's an island. There's 100 villagers. Yeah. They're all dropping. And they're all <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Isabel drives the bus. <laughs> Isabel drives. Oh, man. You know oh, what? Man. Say thanks to the bus driver. Say thanks to Isabel. Just you got to be Hell nice yeah. to Be Isabel. nice to Isabel. I'm yes. so glad Isabel is back. I like a... I understand now the feeling I get when I look at Isabel is the same exact feeling when I look at my cat. I like didn't know <laughs> yes. that I could love my yes. cat in the way that I do, but it's the same feeling when I think about like if Isabel wasn't in this game, I would feel really fucked up about yeah, it. Same. I spent so long not showing her too. I was like, I know. where is she? Where is she at? Where is she at? She's yeah, still, what she doing? They know that we love her. Let they Isabel know. come to an island. Let Isabel have a vacation. Yeah, honestly. please let. I mean, Isabel's working on her vacation though. Right. She's True. Set up she a, is. Yeah. She did set up like next to Tom Nook. <laughs> So in this one, so I want to make sure I'm clear on this. You show up with a tent. You don't even get a house until yeah, you is... decide to go to Tom Nook and be like, yo, hook me up with a house. Everyone says Tom Nook's not an oligarch, but. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Uh -huh. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh... Well, I think it's actually super funny because I think the part of the dialogue, part of the discourse around Tom Nook in the last few yeah. years since there's been a back and forth about yeah. whether or not Tom Nook is, is, a, lone predator. is, a, lo is, a, is a lone predator or not. One of the things that's interesting, I think, is in the if you take in the last the history of Animal Crossing, 
the the kind of popular understanding of capitalism has changed yes. so much that I think you can go back and forth on this question about Tom Nook's morality because I think you have this kind of like one-on-one relationship with him where you're like, yo, fuck that dude. Yeah. He, I owe him money. That guy fucking sucks. You know, kill all landlords. <laughs> then you get the second step where you're like, wait a second, the loans he offers are actually way better than everything else. Then you get the third step, and it's like, well, I'm still actually, actually, actually. Actually kill all landlords. Kill all landlords. <laughs> and then, I, but then I think now there's a degree to which you see him, uh, for me watching this video, where he isn't involved in financial markets. No. Right? There is a there is such a there is like a paleo conservative version that yeah. that fantasy in this character who yes. is like this whole game is like extremely primitivism. Like, listen, man, we could just go to the woods yeah. and <laughs> build shit. Except this motherfucker shows up yeah. and is like, like, why can't I just build a house? Where's he nah. spreading them bells? Yeah. Okay. So Not even the bells. Thing about what is it that you owe him? This miles. Oh yeah, you you're... owe him miles. So here's Nook the thing. Miles. Here's Motherfucker's thing about... making his own currency. Wait over a second. Here. There's company script now. <laughs> yes. I didn't realize that you bought the house in Nook Miles. Watching this is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You I... buy the house in your I airplane. Can't give miles. him bells. Can no. I trade bells and? Yeah. I need to complete specific tasks, specific kinds right. of tasks like to earn the miles. Yeah. You basically they're they're taking the mm. thing from that flea market that they added to New Leaf. Right. Where they added all the amiibo cards. They're yes. taking that and then creating a secondary currency and. Just I don't mind the secondary the currency stuff, but it's just to pay off Tom Nook. Well, no, because there's the there is the Nook, sh- there is the oh the Nook store, the Nook store that or like the there's like an ATM set up for miles yeah. where you can get like stuff with usability it. thing. Yeah. You can get like customization stuff. You can get a lot of stuff. But one of the things that they did show early on in that video was a like a tool wheel. Like you just hold a button and all your tools show up, and that cost eight hundred Nook miles. <laughs> like motherfucker. <laughs> How are you going to take, like, accessibility? How are you going to take, like, just usability shit? So here's the thing for me about Tom Nook is that I I still think that, like... through any understanding of capitalism and commerce, this guy's just a, it's a fucking predator. In every single game, he has tricked you into contracts without telling you the terms. Right. And yes, he gives you- That is you, 100% true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like he give, does give you uh, infinite time, no interest, blah de blah blah but you're still on the hook for like 300,000 bells. It's a lot of bells. That's a lot of bells. That's and a then, lot of linen. You know you, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of flowers planted and sold. Yes. That is a lot of fish caught and not donated a to the museum. Bugs. A lot of hoping that right. this I didn't even fossil put, I even... was a repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah, before you can even, you know, customize your house at all. Well, you can, but you know, before yeah, yeah, you can yeah. before justify you little... spending the yes. money. Yeah. So in, so, this, in this one, one you get a tent. You, get a t- you don't. So it's a vacation package. He tells you yeah. no return flight on that package. Okay, he doesn't yeah, give you so. anything once you get there. You get a fucking get a tent. tent. You gotta feed yourself. You okay. gotta clothe yourself. You gotta make your furniture yourself. And it's in a proprietary he... currency. Wait, wait. What did you pay? Did you pay to get on this flight to begin? You took with? a loan on miles. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Is this whole scheme like a like a this Mayflower like a fucking yeah, yeah? Like what's what's happening here? It's like a bad timeshare. Yeah, <laughs> this shit happened. This, this is like shit. some fire festival levels. It of, is. It's uh, fire festival. It's it's if you hundred days up, into the game, Usher shows up. God, 
There's um, if you look at like the history of capitalism, many of the first companies were these like exploration companies, which are like colonization and trade companies, yeah. right? Mm. Where what would happen is someone someone would front a lot of money to be like, hey, we're gonna figure out the passageway to get to you know, like Eastern Russia from the North Atlantic, uh, the Western North Atlantic, and like go up and around through the Arctic. Uh, you and eighty people, you know, you go do this, and then eighty people die on the way. But if you but if you survive, hey, you you figured out this trade route, and then you build a little company town there. And this is obviously what eventually develops into things like the the East India Company and, right. and yeah. blah 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 yeah, blah. And this ends up feels being like brown people getting the boot on the back of their neck. Yeah. Um. And but the what you don't hear about often is that many of those people just died because some terrible leader led them into like the iced wastes yeah. and didn't. And we're like, well, we'll just figure it out on the way. We'll just figure it out. This happened also in like Canada. People were like trying to find new pathway, new new pathways, quote unquote, which is like walk into the woods for months, spending money until their entire crew died. And I think Tom Nook is just trying to do that. Yeah. Tom Nook was sitting in his office <laughs> in the town from from New. Leaf, uh, whatever you named your town, uh, and was like, hmm, I found an island I could buy on the cheap, but I would need to turn it into a new you place. Think, you think he spent any money on that island? Uh, yeah, he had to have, right? Yeah, no. he I think this is un- no, I was gonna say, he like fucking found an island. Like, he found hell yeah. an island. Maybe. Hell yeah, I'm setting no up one, shop. Like un- there's nothing yeah. there. <laughs> you don't think no. there was an uncut gems quality here where he's like, I worked for this island for 18 months. <laughs> you don't know how many favors I had to call in. Yeah, I'm not saying he paid real money for You've it. You just revolutionized my view of, of Tom, Tom Nook. Nook. <laughs> this is how I win. <laughs> KG, please. Kevin Garnett is going to be the name of my character now. There you go. Thank, yeah. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, finally, they put black people in Animal Crossing <laughs> so we could bring KG to. to what if I just tell my town horizons. Garnett? I think that'll that would be, good. be that's yeah, good. That's yeah. a good name. That's a, that's a cute name. It's a little, it's a little wink. Yeah, you know? totally. I feel so, like yes. Yeah, but, I mean, there's absolutely an aspect of settler colonialism in here, even oh, if yeah. there's like no like indigenous peoples. Uh, I do. Think it's, it's the funny fantasy that, like, more than the right. That's the thing. You know, is, it's nice to be able to have the idea of exploration, the thing that like settler yeah. colonialism sold us as an appealing fantasy. They to, did not sell it to us. Yeah, they, they <laughs> right. sold it to white people yeah. and said, "Did you know there are places where there aren't people?" Yeah, and people were like, "What about like no, no, no those no, aren't people. Don't worry don't about worry them. About <laughs> like, did, those aren't people." As a child, didn't you buy into that fantasy? Of course, for of course, a of course. Right I feel like you learn. It's so disappointing with... when you learn what actually happened, which right. is like murder and the spread of disease and rape and. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like everybody wants a chance to discover the generational something. theft of wealth, the generational, yeah, yeah of course, the yeah. destruction Just like of culture, literally all of the problems in the world. Honestly, <laughs> well, and I think that there is. I do think that there is a second. Um, sub fantasy happening here, um, and one just to be clear, yes, I absolutely like. Again, we talked about this a few like a month or two ago, but Star Trek: Next Generation, yeah, was like that is a game that gave us this like, really purified, idealized version of exploration, yes. and colonialism without actually using those words. Like by saying, like, oh, well, well, listen, we didn't, well, we didn't break any rules, like we did it the right Prime way. Directive. This is the good way of doing they it. Break every um, fucking episode. Like, well, that's a fantasy that doesn't actually work that yeah. way. It's yeah. never historically worked that way. But in this case, I think there's a second fantasy too that is implicit. Like I mean, there's the one that we always talk about, which is there's the two that we always talk about, which is what you said already. The yeah. go to a, a, a nice little town that where you don't like have to feel bad and yeah. everything's like a little different than your regular life and yeah. feels just like a little calmer. The second thing is, of course, direct action. <laughs> Not direct action. That's a different type of thing. 
It's a different fantasy I have is that we would actually stand <laughs> yeah. up and take some direction. Yeah, at the end of the role. game, you uh, you and the villagers all rise up, up and, and it's yeah. our Tumna. town. Get out! Tumna can stay. Tumna can can also have a tent. Listen, but we're gonna go back to a barter and trade system. Uh, at least, <laughs> listen. I just maybe maybe the maybe we even figure out a way to use the point system in a different way. I think people should, maybe UBI for points for, <laughs> for, for, for miles. miles. <laughs> We've talked about the problems with UBI. You don't need to check me on that. Um, the second fantasy is often about progress and like putting in the work. Right? Hey. If I work on something, I'm going to see results. Um, Janine Hawkins, who is a games writer, used to be a critic, uh, always called this like the make work fantasy, where mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, this is what's in Stardew Valley. This is what's in, you know, Rune Factory, Harvest Moon, even The Sims to some degree, where you're yes. like, I can just play it. I can just do the work and get the outcome yes. because the real life does not work like that, it turns yes. out. Often you don't just do the work and then you win. You it's know? the dream of capitalism versus the reality yes. of capitalism. Yes. In The Sims, you can retire once you hit the elder stage and you're paid a pension. Right. You right. Know? You're what totally a right. Fantasy. What a fa- what a beautiful world. And you, totally most been. Sims only have the same career for their entire <laughs> right, they get life. The, they have one career. You um, pick it. You just pick a career and get a job automatically. You look at a newspaper and yeah. you go, I want to do this. And then you just linearly go through progress. They hire you no experience. Damn. Yeah. It's really, uh. I mean, I mean, I'm glad that they added college loans with their college expansion. Oh, that's good. That is good. But it, it's like most of the game is just this like, the idea that you can buy a plot of land mm-hmm. and then just buy a, build a home there, your perfect home, yeah. mm-hmm. and that you'll always have enough money to support your family. Like even if things are like dire, you'll still be able to scrape together the funds you need to feed everybody. Or you know the idea that it's just accessible, like to be yeah. able to move somewhere where you can have a house and not yeah, to worry about house rent to own, not rent. Yes. And that's your house. It's your house, and you're just a house for generations. When you die, you just keep playing the same Wealth save right. totally. in the same house. <laughs> and that's like, true. imagine, imagine if any of those things were true for the majority of Americans. It would be, it would be great. Yeah. Um, the third fantasy I just want to shout out really quick that seems to be underlying some of this, or like that I that. I remembered. I remembered this fan. I recall conversations as I was watching this. Just how often in 2020 do you have a conversation with a friend after some like shitty climate news hits where you're like, we should just fucking move to Montana and start a farm. We should just leave. <laughs> like we should just figure out how to live yep. off the grid. Yep. Um, and obviously there was like the shitty prepper. You know, like I said before, the kind of like like anar- the the like the version of it that is not just that's not left anarchism, but the, yeah, stuff primitive where it's stuff. Like they won't, they pointedly won't answer the question of what happens when my glasses break. What happens when my glasses break? What happens when there is a sexual assault yeah. here? What, what if happens I can't when... get my medications? Exactly, totally, exactly. How what do we deal if with someone becomes physically disabled temporarily or permanently? Or permanently? What? Do you, yeah. What is your plan for actual accessibility? Is yeah. there going to be some sort of group fund? Like blah blah blah. But there is underlying that still this this feeling of like, we don't need this shit. We could be happy on the coffee farm we start and make coffee and hang out. And that dream is real. And I think that this this yeah. this game definitely strikes that chord more yes. than previous Animal Crossing games because there isn't a town right there. Yes. Right? The part that the part that like kind of breaks that for me is the fact that Nook is like selling oh, yeah. you on this thing, oh, which yeah. makes it obvious like to me it kind of keeps reminding me of that thing that was going around, I think that was earlier this week about Bhutan and how mm. much "Quote unquote uh, untapped resources yes, were in that country, uh, which fucking untapped. like this. I, yeah, this idea of like here's this beautiful uh, wilderness that we need to use or change in some way, and just like something about the fact that you're building everything from the 
the ground up versus yes. the old style, like you were mentioning before, where you're coming to a place that's already established yep. and like things aren't being built anymore. You're just kind of finding your space be- within here. You're the you're the first wave you're coming here. to fucking. How do we turn this and then into... get on this plane and go from island to island? Yeah. and get your resources. Right. Don't worry, you, they're all going to be there forever. Yeah, right. And see, yeah. you're right. It is I... it is the other way. It is it is the other way, which is you get that fantasy of going to the the untapped resource market and taking all those resources and turning them into into buildings. civilization, into civilization. <laughs> yeah. civilization. We got we got to put we got to take all of these things that are living on this island and put them in a museum yep <laughs> i did True. think it was very interesting that they phrased the building a house as optional but you know everybody's going to build a house build a house i'm going to build a house immediately so in, same. So in some ways same. is this is this <laughs> Just revealing something that was always there in Animal Crossing, underlying I think a as little a pretext. Bit, right. Do you know what but I mean? I still think that the general niceness of Animal Crossing yes. defeats these like more cynical readings. I well, it's yeah, not even a I cynical think... reading because again, I know I'm going to have a good time with this game. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play this game and be like, look at my cool shirt. I'm yeah. so excited you can import. All your pre-created new leaf oh fashions. Oh my god! You can make yes. Mug designs. You can make mug now? designs. You can make like that's about stuff. to fucking pull out my 3ds for the first time in years. I know. <laughs> I like basically an Animal Crossing machine. That and Bravely Default. I just grind. Oh I don't god. finish that game. I just grind stuff because the combat's good. Anyway, um, but I the but game. the but the I, I do think that there is like. Um, I'm so excited to see because we're going to review the game. Peter, you're going to review the game. It's going to be like I'm a so massive to see what amount of, of creativity. I'm really yes. excited for some of the social features that sort of follow the leader thing. Oh my god, seems very fun, especially because I know I'm going to be moving in with my boyfriend soon, um, and I want him to be able to experience yeah. this. But he doesn't play very many games, and like this is perfect now because I can just hand him a Joy-Con and be like, I'll go to the place. Shake and, that tree. And please. then you shake that tree and I'll dig up that fossil and then I'll show you how yeah. to do this so that you can do this on, on your own if you'd like to, if you'd like yeah. to calm down. I don't think he'll like this game very much. My no. wife my <laughs> wife plays two games, Pokemon and Animal Crossing. That's and great. we had to yeah. share the 3DS when we were playing New Leaf. And this is actually fucking perfect. Yeah. Now that you can play You want Couch one Cola. island though? Yes. She's you not. That, that's the level of engagement she has, though. She's just coming I through. See. I see. She's not oh, the okay. one like setting stuff up. Yeah, you right? should come by every once in a while. Like to she's send down letters, to, you know. Right, and she's down okay. to like okay, you know, to decorate her own home. But like, I'm gonna be the one like building paths and like knocking yeah, out cheese and shit. That's fair. Yeah. That's right. fair. That's exactly what I'm envisioning. Where like, so yeah, David. Uh, is always really interesting in the games I play mm-hmm. and loves to be able to play games with me, but I'm expecting him to come by and be like, oh, this is cute. Don't really like it. And like every <laughs> every once in a while. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And then be really nice to me by engaging in something that I really, 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 really love. And I'm going to be the one checking in multiple times per day. Actually, this is something that I'm really interested in. I found that the portable, you know, the the 3DS was like the perfect way for me to understand how to engage with the game. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time when you first start Animal Crossing, you want to start it like a normal game where you play for hours yeah. or at least yeah, more yeah. than one hour. By the time you do one hour or one and a half hours in Animal Crossing, you either you're deep into a checklist or you've sort of just done everything on your checklist yeah. for the day. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm interested. I haven't played... A Animal Crossing on a TV since the GameCube version, because right. there hasn't been one. 
I wonder how I'm going to end up playing this game. Because there yeah. are some games on Switch that are just definitely better on the TV. Mm-hmm. I played most of uh, you know Breath of the Wild on the TV as opposed to on handheld. Yeah. I played Darkest Dungeon majority on my handheld. I do you know, other Nintendo proprietary games where I'm just like handheld is just a better experience. Yeah. I do kind of wonder, like the portability of Animal Crossing was the thing that made it very compelling for me when I you know, had to, a longer commute. Mm-hmm. Or when I was working office jobs where I could sneakily check on my town in the bathroom or stuff like that. And I just, you know, is it going to look so good on the TV that it has to become this thing that becomes part of my morning routine with feeding the cat, doing the litter, checking in, checking in yeah, on Animal Crossing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, it's gonna, I bet it's going to look really good. Like, I, yeah. I still Very love good. the aesthetic. I think the, the customization looks better than ever, obviously. And I think just in general, the vibe the vibe is there. I'm glad there's seasons still. I was a little worried. Like, we're going to, like, a, a, a tropical island. Is it just going to be summer all day? I like that there's right. a northern hemisphere and a southern hemisphere. That's very clever. Big, Are you doing northern or, or southern? I'm going to stick with what it feels right. Yeah, you me know, too. To be like, I get the, I get the idea. Right. I get that some people might want the like, oh, it's it's cold in my real life. I want to go to a nice summery place. Yeah. But I think I want I think I want it to match. Yeah, I like I it when mirror. it matches. Me I too. really do. I like I feel like the classic Animal Crossing experience of seasons was another thing that made the first game so endearing to yeah. me that every time I checked in it would match the advice. like it just felt like a place where time was passing. Gee. Do you think people are going to give you shit if you stop playing in the same way because you're not the mayor in this one compared yeah, to the Yeah, I'm curious about that. So I know people give, not that people didn't give you sh- People give you real shit and the when you go back one. to the GameCube one. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're uh, so mad at you. But, but I feel like, fuck off. You're living your life. You don't need to talk to me if I'm yeah. in my house. You are on a beautiful, des- like, deserted island. Right. Dude, live your life. Yeah. Have fun. You're on vacation. You're on vacation. I don't yeah. need that guilt I also when I'm feel a little weird about <laughs> As the mayor, Rizzetti I get being it. gone, right. too. Wait, what'd you say? I feel a little bit about Rosetti being gone, too. Is like Rosetti I... completely gone? Does he not have a different well, job? Well, so you might be able to just restore your save. You can restore your save exactly one time if you lose it. Wait, um, what? Yeah, I posted They're this. They're not I put using this... cloud saves. No. What? They not, have cloud saves available as a thing. But apparently it's like they're not using that system and it's like we can help you recover something if should something go catastrophic. But no. So there are other, cloud saves. Apparently, but they're you can't just access not them. Act, yeah, okay. So like if, it seems like they're it must be a hassle to access them. Thusly they're only going to do this once because they know that they have to offer this. Hmm. Um and it Rosetti is gone. Rosetti wasn't in the trailer. Uh, or in this direct, and I feel like if he was not in this direct, we're probably not going to see him. Uh, I do. They like, previously said that he was laid off. That's fucked up. Yeah, I. Uh, what? Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is this is from Project Wait, Lead. Wait, who Aya employed Kiy- him? Goku uh, officially announced I mean, that Mr. Rossetti right? lost his job at the Reset Surveillance Center due to the upcoming Switch's titles, Switch titles' new autosave feature. This is a story on Mashable, written by Jess Joho. Shout out to Jess Joho. A uh, real one. The yeah. uh, I think this will be a positive thing for the player because in New Horizons you can stop playing in the middle of your game and it'll still save. But unfortunately, because there's no necessity to reset the game or, or reset button on the Switch, Mr. Resetti ha- uh, had a hard time. He was laid off from his position. Oh, we also believe that Mr. Resetti mm-hmm. uh, is looking for a new job after his layoff. So please look forward to that. Okay, we'll oh, see. Him. Okay. Yeah. Mm, mm, I gotta know. I gotta know. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think we'll get the? Do you think the pilot will be the Kappa guy? No, they showed Captain. it. Captain, who it's is like it? A bird. Oh, so you're right. You're right. Oh, you're right. the Pelicans. 
I think that's so. No, the pelican was stranded on the beach, right? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. That's, a, that's a thing. People would just, like, wash up on the beach. Yeah, no one is... other than you gets this island willingly. Everyone else is stranded here. I, I, which is when I when my brain went, the most wild. dangerous game. Yeah, like, that's Tom is collecting right. people. Kidnapping people yeah. and dropping them on this island. And then dragging them into his company store yeah. to be like, help me develop this island and make it a resort destination. Yeah, yep. only 30,000 miles retroactively. Hey, wait a second, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> I, who built the bridges? We built the bridges. Yeah. This is more who built of us the museum? Than there are We built the bridges. <laughs> We built the museum. Do? Timmy and Tommy scrapping my knees. In like... a year, in in 2021, when motherfuckers are coming right to, to Garnet <laughs> Island yeah. and are there to visit it and like hang out on its its resort beaches, and Nook is taking a cut off that. Nook is going to get paid on all that. Yeah. You built the bridges. Yeah. yeah. Don't let this motherfucker do you like this. <laughs> Nook, you we could just your build money. a commune on an island. Yeah. We could just go to an island and build a commune and figure something out. But instead. It's truly the one part of the game that doesn't fit for me. Fuck this anymore. guy. You know, yeah. like. Well, I, I don't mind it as a critique. I yeah. don't. I don't. I think it's funny. It's funny, but it's like if you look at the rest of the ideology, like it's Damn. the reason why I don't like Mr. Rossetti leaving is that I like that the game kind of bullies you into play into engaging with yeah. it in the way that it is wants to be engaged with. Yeah, Rossetti it's, is that in a better way than Nook is, right? Yes, exactly. I feel like Rossetti is a really like the way that he makes you do like really real arduous tasks like writing a letter, apologizing yeah. for resetting. Yeah. It forces you not just to okay, don't reset again, but to treat the town as a place where relationships are formed, mm-hmm. yeah. people, your little animal friends actually live, and they are hurt by your actions, you know? Right. right. And Tom Nook does force you to play the game in the way that's meant to be played, which, like, the, the, the loan payoff thing is now just a huge part of that game, and they have to have that in some way. Mm-hmm. But his approach to... Life in the country is so different from everybody else that shows up. Everybody else, right, no one else is, is like there to do that vibe. No one else is there. Like sneaks, you know, um, kicks the little kicks guy the, that, yeah, the little that sells you socks. Skunk. He's Australian. That's all I know. Yeah. Shout okay. out to Luke Plunkett. If you know, tra- let me he- know. <laughs> is he a chipmunk? No. Kix is a Kix Animal Crossing? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, yeah, you're right. It's a skunk. Has I'm, to be I'm, a who skunk. am I thinking Kix of? Kix Animal Crossing is the new Sam Undertale. Does someone sell hats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he's yeah, cute. he's just there to talk about shoes mostly. mostly. If you would like some shoes, he will sell them oh, to yeah. you. The gardening store... That also, like, that dude just really wants to talk about plants. Who's the gardener? Who's the gardener? It was really, person? really cute, though. I forgot. Um, uh, the Able sisters, um, they, yeah. like, either don't want to be bothered at all. Right. Or they are very happy to show you around and teach you how to make your own shit as well as selling you their shit. Yeah. And... I, Tom Nook's the only one that was there and just like is about profit, is about profiting off of you and does not buy into at all this aspect of community. Like the, the my favorite thing in the last game, I'm about to, this is a YouTube video about the communist aspects of Animal Crossing now. Um, <laughs> three hours long. Uh, the favorite part of the last game was the addition of the retail store and the two alpaca friends um, who... Not they allow you not only to buy things from the community, mm-hmm. they will make things for you and you pay them, you know, fairly for their labor. But you can sell things True. to other people yeah. in your town. Yeah. Things that you don't need and, you know, would like to make a little money off of maybe because they're yeah. expensive, but it's like it feels like a you you have locally to like sourced. locally source like also like they don't buy things autonomously. You have to go in the store you go in. and tell them, you know, I think that would look great in your place and I think you should pick it up. 
and it pitch. feels like a return to this real like you could live outside you're, you're of the ecosystem to, right. of Tom Nook if you wanted to. We could do it. I believe in us. <laughs> kick that motherfucker off the island. Build that island. Then kick him off. Yeah. Or okay. Again, he could have a tent. I'm not Occupy Tom Nook. O- <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, any other thoughts on Animal Crossing New Horizons before we I want to fall asleep and wake up on March twentieth. That's yeah, all I, I want. mean, it's, this is the thing. It's like it's a literal month away as of the tape that we're recording this. Ugh. I'm like low we key uh, going to get. I'm like thinking about it, and I'm trying to convince myself that I don't want or need it, but I need at least those Joy-Con colors and the 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 the, the uh, carrying it's case. Yeah, so good. it's really it's very. It's good one looking. of the best switches they've done. I, wanna, I seriously think so. If you have a, a real need for this style of make work game. I will shout out that Rune Factory 4 Special is coming out, I want to say, next week, which is a uh, an updated version of Rune Factory 4 from the 3DS. It's coming out on Switch next week. Uh, and oh, I can't oh, speak damn. to the Switch port of it, but it's out on the 25th, and Rune Factory 4 fucking kicks ass. If you have, like, if you liked Stardew Valley, you should play Rune Factory 4. Like, that's... I played a previous Rune Factory and I really liked it a yeah. lot. Actually, uh, four is really good. Yeah. There's lots of lots of very cute characters that you can marry, and also dungeons <laughs> you can go through, and also farms that you can farm. Yeah, I love. You this. can farm in the dungeons because the different dungeons what? have different. Like, um, it's always winter in this dungeon, and so this means oh, that it's a it's the time it's a place where you can go to farm your winter crops. Right. I need this. If you um, also need a fix, really quick, of just the sort of helping people aspect of it, the most recent style savvy game ooh. very much digs into you are building a relationship with the customers who come to your store. Yeah. If you don't think you like styling games, but do like checklist style games, make work style games, then I think you would really enjoy style savvy like even if you don't get fashion it will make you feel really good about your aesthetic tastes like no matter what they should put style savvy on switch nice. they should make a style savvy for switch they never will but they should <laughs> but they should god one day one day one day when all of our switches are like in a box somewhere we've moved on two consoles away yeah the Nintendo, someone will put <laughs> out they'll put out a style savvy for switch I'll be like, what the fuck you know what i love is i we're, we're looping back into a playstation one playstation two nostalgia finally true which is like that is where i feel very comfortable like uh, that those are my nostalgia points mm-hmm. and i've been for a long time gamecube nostalgia is creeping up on us think about how in like 10 years the first switch nostalgia is gonna hit there's going to be kids that yeah. are like, yo, I just picked up this vintage, it's a retro yes. console, oh, yes. just picked up a Switch. Oh. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're getting older. Oh, man. Every day. I'm excited continues. for I it, you, though. I, I, was, I shared those videos. The There was a TikTok of a dude like coming home from work yeah. and being real sad. And uh, and then like opening Netflix and seeing that like five of his like smash or no, I guess it would be his like Call of Duty crew yeah. right. is what it seemed Slug. like were all logged on and they joined the chat and everyone was like, "Yo, Kev is here!" It was actually oh, shit. so heartwarming. Though. It's, very, it's very, it's very. It just made me think about how men need to be more open with their mm-hmm. friends and form mm-hmm. lasting friendships mm-hmm. because this was a person <laughs> who like got busy with work. The narrative of the story. That is the narrative of the story. But, like, and, everyone. Oh, and then this other person was busy at school and this person had a kid. But they all said to each other, yo, man, I missed you. Yes. And I miss talking to you. That's true. And there's like the sad so version beautiful. of Fallen by Mustard is playing in the background. <laughs> and it's just very funny. Um, and then there was also the video of 
just like do you remember when over remember when Overwatch was like good and just every night you got on there and yeah. you just like loved the game and all yeah. your friends were playing it and it's like very funny to me that 17 to 25 year olds are having this experience for the first time in their lives yep. of like a game got too popular a game got too popular and it left you behind yeah. like and your life got too busy you started yeah. having to pay rent and go to work in the yeah. morning and you're tired and it is like yeah it's like that except now it do be like that sometimes. except now that like your social groups that you're separating from are your discord crew it's your it's yeah. like team speak group yeah um, um it's a very fun and and you know heartfelt time in in the generational switch uh, because I think it's like this is the first this is the first generation of people who have those second level real deep vocal relationships like yeah. with their online communities right I definitely moved in and out of online communities my whole life. But it, it's a different thing. Like when I talk to my friends who play Destiny for the last five or six years, like they have a crew of people whose voices they know intimately, who hung out with them. When I talk about playing MMOs for years, like I have a crew of people who I played MMOs with, who I heard their voices, and who I haven't heard some of their voices in eight, nine years. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting. And it's really interesting to sort of watch this recur. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we talk about experiences of video games as cyclical as recurring in ways that are irritating but i think this one is really really wholesome and nice i think it's really nice love your crew shout outs to your squad tag your squad hashtag tag your squad it feels like the the types of games that those people would like like i I would i had this with like tf2 back in the day sure but like tf2 was never as big as overwatch was where like you would find a mix of people that you know in real life even yeah. and like yeah. would make those connections that way. Yeah. Like I never like, had crossover. like an online crew but I did like know a couple of people in middle school that also had Pokemon and would bring right. their, yes. their Game Boys yes. to recess right. and stuff and like God. that was just the default though. Those are my friends because they also had Game Boys. Like right. a lot, I think a lot of people that are older have like slightly more toxic experiences of these crews because they end up being like just the people who are around. Yes. And like maybe they the know everything about you. Big, yeah. Right. right. Maybe they, they are thing. like you have a deep relationship with them, mm-hmm. but maybe they're like not nice. <laughs> maybe know? they're not. Totally. Maybe they, they kind of suck. Uh, anything else we want to shout out before we wrap things up here? Oh, uh, the feature that I wrote about going to Fashion Week. I oh, went to Fashion please. Week. Yeah, it's out, that... yeah, out finally. Yes. Went to Fashion Week, Covet Fashion, a sort of mobile competitive paper doll app game thing mm-hmm. that I play. They were partnered with the designers uh, Bagley Mishka, mm-hmm. and I talked to James Bagley and. Um, no, I talked to the designers behind Badly Mishka. Let's just do that. Let's just do go. that instead <laughs> of me screwing there it up. And uh, the vice president of Covet and the president of Badly Mishka and went to the runway show, Let Me Borrow a Dress. And it was a wild, Incredible. wild experience that just sort of sent me through, got me in my feelings about fashion and the culture of beauty and fe- like the commodification of feminism and uh, you know communities of women that form around these, yeah. these aspects of culture. Um it was really fun, though. It was really wild, but it was really fun. Um, I thought all the clothes were beautiful also. That didn't really there's make some, it in the article. There's some hopefully. photos, though. There are yeah. some, some photos both that you took and that other folks took. The dress that you wear is is incredible. Yeah. I, 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 there was a moment I had later where I was like, what if I just buy this from them? Because I, <laughs> I wanted it so bad. You know, I was like, I already have uh-huh. a dress. I can't get it as a gift, obviously, but... What if I just buy it? And then I looked at the sort of tag that they had on the inside of the dress, and it said price range two twenty to four hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, well, not buying it. <laughs> not gonna buy that. But it, it was like 
getting for a day to be the kind of person that when my mom watched a Bravo show would say, is your life like that? Getting to actually do that for one day. <laughs> right. Just being like, yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah. it. This is what it means yes, to mom, be my mom is a journalist in New York City. My mom, when I interned in an art gallery, a DIY nonprofit space, so like, you know what those places are like. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was watching the television show Gallery Girls on Bravo, and she was God. like, is this what your life is like? And I'm like, absolutely not. No. 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 No, no one buys anything at this gallery. <laughs> God. Um, all right. Kato, do you have anything else you want to shout out game-wise, site-wise? Not that I can think of. All right. Well. What about just being nice? Uh, what about just yeah. being nice? Oh, there was a cutscene in Destiny. What? Osiris yelled at the Warmind Rasputin. Oh shit, that's that's like crossover fic. Yeah. It the is. Warmind it is. Rasputin. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? what it was what very, it was extremely old man yells at Cloud. Uh, okay. <laughs> he was very angry. Wait, which he, one was the old man? Because they're both kind of, that's kind true. Of, they both are. Osiris is the old man okay. being like, what side are you on? Light or dark? Fucking pick. Uh, and then it cuts. So, so who knows? Get, yeah, we're getting that. That's probably like the next season. Is there's going to be refocus on those two characters? Yeah, it's cool that they picked the characters from the bad expansions to talk yeah, to each other. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we have these characters that people didn't really they didn't really connect to that first get, time. Yeah, let's what give it we, another go. Let's yeah, try, let's try again. one more time. I almost opened Destiny a couple nights ago. Oh yeah! Ago. Wow! And I was like, damn, it's right here. I can just hit the button. You should, yeah, you should have just um, you know, hit that. I just actually, it was actually last night because instead I opened up No Man's Sky because there was that. Oh update. yes! But oh my god! I want to just start. I'm going to end up starting a new game again. Right. Like I, I think starting from over if you haven't played in a while actually is the way to go. I have two 30 hour saves on PC alone. Yeah, that. <laughs> and there's also a deleted 24 hour save <laughs> on PC, Listen, and then my just... PS4 save is also like 20 hours. There's so many but new like things a, to learn that unless you're already yeah, deeply familiar with get, the game and can identify the changes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I was able to, so I, the last time I really, really played was two years ago. Yeah. The next, next, ex, when next hit. Really good. Which, but I didn't get the most, or wait, beyond. no, Beyond, was Beyond the most recent one? Beyond, yes, beyond and is, Singularity, which was sort of a smaller, right, and there then have been other the smaller, most recent, and this one is, I think, specifically about a specific thing, which right. is also smaller this is, this than is Beyond a, was. And they announced that this new thing is like going to be they're going to just start doing basically con it, it's so funny to me because i actually read it, i actually saw this stuff and saw the way that sean murray was talking about it and it felt like reading about a sims stuff pack a little bit yeah. and that it was like hey there's new ships and it's like oh yeah there's just new ships sean yeah. murray told me that he plays the sims it has hundreds there of hours good. in the there sims and i feel like you know when i talked to all grant into place rodiak who i also have an interview up uh there you go producer senior producer grant rodiak on the sims talked to me for the 20th anniversary you should check that out that went up to today which means yesterday when you're listening to this um and he was talking to me about like how great it is that they're able to sort of on the fly add these little quality of life improvements or new features or like a new career uh, in the same way that I think that the No Man's Sky sort of settling into this sort of cycle. Mm -hmm. Except No Man's Sky, all the things that they do are free because of all the bad will that they're still trying to make up Uh for. I think we'll see it. I think think 2020, maybe we get... Oh, no, I no. can't do it. I can't. No. I was going to say pay DLC for it, but no. Maybe they'll just announce another project. Or they already did announce another project. That'll come out sometime in yeah. 2020, 2021. I think but. the most paid thing we'll get will be like a cosmetic. I think it'll be like that a cheap cosmetic. Is that stuff in yet? Or they no? already have cosmetics in there. But it's all in-game. It, it's all in-game currency. Okay. You don't have to pay real money for it. Okay. This new thing, uh, the way it rolled out was fucking incredible because yeah. so the way it sounds like is 
was it in the regular game that the void eggs started being weird, or was that in the experiment? In the regular game, if you okay. picked up a void egg, yes, which was a resource that you could pick up that could sell for like a, some money, but like wasn't super valuable. There yeah. were versions of these void eggs that were really valuable, and egg farming became this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Super fun because they added like an actual enemy to make egg farming, you know, give it some tension. So it became this like sort of of the community had a lot of fun figuring out how to get eggs and get lots of money without getting mm-hmm. killed. But now if you pick one up and sort of put one in your ship or your shelter, it would start whispering to you. Right. And that led players Fuck. through sort of an ARG, like a to coordinates in Some the game that they could decipher the whisper. Right. Then um well, then they put out the experimental patch. Like, there's always just like yeah. an experimental branch of yeah. the game available on Steam yeah. that you can download. And people who downloaded that were like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on?" Because yeah. it was like basically a night on Twitter. Where I was up late, and people were just like, "There's weird alien. There's weird alien shit." Someone, mods, <laughs> <laughs> is this allowed? Someone uh, help us. Yeah, and and then the next day. This patch hit the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, they dropped the trailer. It was gorgeous. Um, and it's like big organic spaceships. It's like yeah. it's you like you can build a you can you, can you raise grow. a baby ship you, from a void from egg. a void egg. Yeah, um, they're so gross ready. looking. I'm happy because it means they're broadening out the just like the aesthetic the aesthetic space. We have now moved past quality of life fixes right. and adding the stuff that people expected and moved into the unexpected which totally. is like a whole new era for this game um, I, it's even there's other cool stuff that, that got added that even with me just dipping back in really quick I got to see some of it which is like um, NPCs in space and not just in oh, NPC right. space like not just in the stations um, but, but like, you'll be flying you'll around. be flying around like someone stopped me and was like hey do you want to trade I have good deals on blah 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 huh. and like that did have, and that it, it's so good um, and then also just like Big weird space derelicts and strange, you know, uh, growths floating in the middle of asteroid fields, and you know, animal bones floating in space, like yeah. giant space this was, dragon. This type was shit. something that people have asked for in terms yes. of aesthetics of the game to make space more busy. I do see some people lamenting the sort of loss of the quietness of the I, first iteration of No Man's yeah. Sky. I feel like you can still get that though. I, you have I'm, to look for it now, which is this is part of this is part of why I want to start a new save is because I'm curious if I'm curious how the multiplayer stuff feels with the as a new player coming in, and I just like I won't be able to feel that 100. percent Obviously, mm. it's, it's not like a one to one thing where I can just like snap my fingers and have that like experience of needing to learn all the systems again because at this point having played next i even kind of know the basics of getting your like your generator set up and your uh, the thing that that refines all your minerals and blah 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 like i get that loop enough now but what i what is new is very much like you can summon the anomaly whenever you want now and go yeah. there and that's a multiplayer space and yeah. there's all sorts of new progression systems built into showing your data to people there and you know they're doing missions as a group now is easier and blah 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 blah, blah. and all that stuff is different than that first month or two of No Man's Sky where no one really knew what the progression looked like. People understood basic formulas of how to build stuff but or like how to like, uh, you know, keep your suit going and how to keep your ship going. But there really was, there was a real feeling of complete emptiness that was like really calming for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a calmer game. Yes. To talk about what Patrick said earlier about Animal Crossing versus his, his uh, you know, or like, was, it, was it you who said that it stressed people out? It was you. Yeah, it Animal you. Crossing does stress people out. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me, the fact that it was like, okay, I'm only focused in No Man's Sky on like exploring 
staying alive, upgrading my stuff was very calming and just like yeah. taking things in. Meditative. Me- very meditative. Right. There's so much more activity here and there are so many more goals and I think it is, it's still, a, I still like this game a whole bunch. Yeah. Because the game was on my top 10 list three years in a row. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. But I definitely do feel a little bit more activity. I'm curious if I started over, if I could find a niche to play in a way that gave me back that original. A lot of the social stuff that doesn't come from NBCs that comes from real people, you have to be in places where there are right. people to experience yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You can very happily and easily, especially if you're starting over, play the game and still get that sort of meditative experience yeah. where you are only focused on getting resources, upgrading things, exploring, and staying alive. Yeah. In fact, I still feel like most of the game is still that. It's just that they've made the world feel alive, yes. not put you in proximity of more players. They're not mm-hmm. trying to force you to socialize, mm-hmm. but they're trying to be like, okay, you are a traveler amongst a lots of different travelers. This is space that has already been the word again, colonized in Mm -hmm. some way. This is an existing infrastructure of different races that interact, and Mm -hmm. you are a part of that ecosystem. And in other parts of the galaxy, there are other travelers like you that you can talk to and build, like, real-life bonds of, like, two humans together. But for most of space, like, maybe someone will call you up and try to, you know, maybe you'll have a, a random event Every time you warp to a new system, but that's pretty much it. As soon as you land mm-hmm. and try, like it's still up to you. It's still like one of those checklist games. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna maybe this weekend. I'm gonna take some time and be like, you know yeah. what? Those it's opening hours. Yes. I, every time they redo the tutorial, it gets better. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Which is just like I'm glad they've been able to iterate on it. I'm glad that they've totally. that they've been able to to keep coming back to it. Yeah. All right, that is gonna do it for us today. Here at Waypoint Radio, this week is over. I think next week we're finally going to try to release, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Outer, Patrick got sick is what happened. Yes. We haven't done our Outer Wilds uh, spoiler cast yet, but look forward to that coming sometime soon. Sending uh, questions. Sending questions. Gaming at vice.com. Uh, put Outer Wilds in the subject so I can easily pull those out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Gita? At XOXOGossipGita on Twitter and also on Instagram. There I'm liking my Instagram recently. Good. Nice. Can I should... post pictures of my cat? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Very beautiful cat. Yeah, I love her. Uh, Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. And as always, you can follow Waypoint, twitter.com slash Waypoint. Uh, you should follow Motherboard also, twitter.com slash Motherboard. Uh, some incredible work, as always, recently there. Um what else? Shout out to Bowen for letting us use the, the track. Miss you off the EPPL machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. That's going to do it. I'll say it one more time as we go into... <laughs> the, I guess by the time we record again, Nevada will have happened. Nevada yeah. almost already happened because of how much early voting there was. Saturday. Right. But Saturday is the, is the caucus day. Listen, feel good about going forward. That's right. Going, going forward. forward. Mm-hmm. Just think about Just that. Just think about going forward. We're not going back to the day. We are not going back. Where people We're, had to hide in fear. We're going, going forward, forward to the day where you can say, fuck capitalism. Yes. Go home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Shout out to that person who fucking made a fuck capitalism go home jacket. I saw that shit. That shit looked oh, dope. Oh, yeah. Hell that looks yeah. so good. Fuck Thank yes. you for making that. Rocks. that. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I can always uh, uh, play some visual novels on my phone while y'all talk about something wow, else. Wow, incredible. Powerful. Good. <laughs> I redownloaded Mystic Messenger. Nice. Good. I hear it's still good. I hear the, the new events are really great. So really? I wanted to check okay. that out. Yeah. They kept Allie's adding the to the game. Allie's the only one I know who's still playing it. But that's so not a program. Ha, I haven't made a Cosmos is still so playing it. So redownloaded it the other day. Really? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I think it's Clicks about to it's go through the the sex gremlins or about to all play it again. Okay, good. Congrats. Yeah, and Arden also downloaded it, Perfect. So. Uh, and then Kato Corruption and uh, what else? You something else, right? Uh, we never oh, uh, said uh, words uh, on, the, on the podcast about White, White Ocean, Ocean Big White Jacket. Ocean Jacket. Yeah, let's talk about it. You can point to Patrick's review. Sounds good. Boom. Uh-huh. I love that the things that help me relax are the exact things that cause so many other people a deep sense of anxiety. Like Animal Crossing. I was just thinking about that because it's like it's an endless checklist. Animal Crossing doesn't give me anxiety. I just don't <laughs> want I to. I wasn't do... talking shit about you, Patrick. <laughs> this, is not, this, sweet, this song is not about you. <laughs> God. Who gives? Who gives? Who gets anxiety from Animal Crossing? I've heard it from people like it's just never ending. They feel right. like they can never please anybody. Because that's just that life. Then, then they, they got problems in Animal Crossing. We got concrete goals, and I don't know how they're dealing. So the rest of life has yeah. got. They're just revealing the window. Imagine so. living in a wonderful world where a motherfucker will just be, "Yeah, you want a house? Here it is. Pay me back as it comes." Like I, that, my loan situation would be way different if I could pay back I don't really want to talk about debt either for the rest of my life. Let's talk about politics. I always do God. that really loud laugh right into the microphone. You're good. I'm gonna help. I'm. I don't want to hurt anybody. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I can't. We can't talk about that Picross game yet, right? I think that's not until March. March six. Yeah. The game's cool. I played the first chapter. Oh, nice. You cut this. You can't put this in the no, thing now. I right, sorry. I shouldn't have responded. <laughs> I guess I didn't say which Picross game. Maybe we're talking about some random ass phone. There's a lot of Picross games out there. Nobody knows. All right. And it turns out I don't like Picross unless it's 3D Picross is what I've really. That's interesting. So many times. Huh. I love Nintendo's 3D Picross games for the the DS, and I did they won for the 3DS. But I is it just you can't do it or no? I can. Like I get the math. Like, but it's just not nearly like. The first Picross game I played was, was the, Picross, uh, 3D. Picross 3D yeah. or whatever whatever they were, they call that series. And the idea of like chiseling away and making a sculpture right. just became, oh, that's Picross to me. And then I've tried to do these flat, boring-ass 2D oh images. God. And like, wow. no. Like, I want nothing to do with this. But <gasps> Nintendo are, makes one of those damn. like every seven years. You were that, that thread that was on Reset Era the other day that was like, why do people still use pixel art? Why would anyone use pixel art in 2020? <laughs> oh, fuck you. Fuck, excuse me? <laughs> It was a thread last what? week on oh, Reset Era that was killed me. Yo, they say some wild shit on that forum. They, they be saying wild shit on that forum. <laughs> it's did, so funny. I did do a vanity search, and I'm not 
I'm not exactly proud to admit that, okay. but I was stoned and I was taking a dump, and those are the yes. two things. Yes. Those are the criteria <laughs> that name you searching. have to meet for names. Yeah, at that point, anything goes. <laughs> yeah, it one of the a- features on iOS, it's like you put it's like only allow only, me to name yes. search if I meet this criteria. <laughs> yep. The microphone's detecting some activity. It's like, cool, you're unlocked. You may now now name search. All right, let's do a clap real quick. Uh, Wow, it is World Day of Social Justice today. Oh, shit. Says time.is. Oh, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Uh, 23? Wait one second. Sure. You don't need to clap. I don't need to clap? Okay, you just clap. I missed it because I was talking to Gita. I'm sorry. 30, 30, 30. <laughs> Only one person on this side has to clap. I see so it. I good. just like clapping. I'm sorry. I should have let you clap. Next time. Let's all just clap. We can just do a clap. Let's applause. All God. right. Another That's how the rain light, shows light up in the, in the flower book I read to <laughs> Jessica. God. Social justice, everybody. Social justice. <laughs> we did it. We did not do We it. did? No. <laughs> Narrator voice. They did not. We got them. God. Uh, all right. 